0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Here in the uh, house, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of, of God. Now... I realize that creates a conflict uh, for some folks, and uh, we're not going to get into that, except just follow the Holy Spirit's instructions to your life. Amen. Live a life of conviction, uh, and you'll have, make your choices out of that, and you'll have great, I don't know if that's going to be too high, or not for our Facebook friends and YouTubers, uh, we love you too, glad to have you today. Um, we do uh, want to uh, help you to understand this This is a significant Sunday, and probably the first sign of that is the special presence of the Lord uh, that you have already enjoyed during the time of praise uh, and worship. Uh, I'll start backwards where this is concerned. We could call this title The High Place. Uh, we could, we could uh, subtitle it Seated With Him. And I beg your indulgence for a few moments this morning, this Sunday, especially to sit with me today. You know, 14 years ago, 2006, the end of September, the last Sunday in September, was the first for uh, Pastor Sandy and I uh, in this place. You know, 14 years, uh, the biblical numerology, the number 14 is the number of deliverance. Deliverance from who and what, and I'll give you some things here. We thank God that there's deliverance from deceptions, from distractions, from dangers, from disasters and destructions. You know, and as we step into our 15th year here, We were installed as pastors the, um, I believe it was the second Sunday uh, of October. It was around the 10th or so. But it was the first Sunday that I was sitting right down there on the front row, and the Lord had said, you're the pastor of of this church. And I said, get behind me, devil. I just came here to blow in, blow up, blow out, satisfy uh Dr. Vickers. I promised him that I would come. Satisfy uh the folks. They've been having a parade of preachers come through here. Uh hopefully we won't be the float that they think is their boat to the next thing. But as we step into our 15th year here, 15 is the symbol, is the symbolic number of rest. And it would simply be this, when something comes to rest, to find its permanent place. It's a symbol of restoration, healing, Comes from the redemption and sacrifice of Jesus for humanity. Yeah, you know, we stepped through this door of responsibility. See, we 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 didn't take it uh, in any other form. That was why there was some sense of reluctance. Uh, we weren't novices. We hadn't just fallen off of the turnip truck. We knew what it meant. Where God was concerned, where we were concerned, certainly where people were concerned, and uh, the Bible says that we should not desire says we should not desire to be a teacher in the house of God without realizing that we're accepting a tremendous op- a tremendous responsibility. And that there is a higher standard that is required of us from God. Amen. When the reality of that hits, you see. Uh, and it takes a while. Um, but we stepped through this door of responsibility 14 years ago on the last Sunday of September. And, you know, this morning uh, the Holy Spirit called this to my remembrance. I hadn't thought about all this. We've had lots of stuff uh Going uh, on in life and in uh, ministry, it's good to see Devon and Shauna here today. Amen. Uh, married yesterday, such a blessing. But the Lord did this roundabout. He called my attention to you know because I think to be scriptural, you should have a scripture, and so you know we uh, we I, I really do not search through the scripture. Uh, like uh, religious people do, trying to find something to preach uh, or to teach that would be a good idea. After all, it's all God's Word. Um, But I believe that we just get up, we live every day with God, live every day for God, and the best preparation is prayer, that constant conversation, and that when we commit our our purpose and plans uh to god that our thoughts will be established that he gives us his thoughts so uh this morning you know in uh um in uh seeking god uh is you don't want you don't really want bread that was baked 20 years ago do you you don't want leftovers wouldn't you like the fresh from heaven stuff t- that came this morning fresh for you and i today Amen. His mercies are new every morning. I, I I like to tap into those. So uh he called to my remembrance Psalm sixty one one and two and, and when when uh when I opened uh just and here's how he did that, just quoted a portion uh of of it to me. Uh I had the thought all week long of on top and uh the blessing uh, of God in Deuteronomy twenty eight says that you'll be above only. Um uh, we're Pastor Sandy and I are in a um just a sense of this season we had committed to God uh to pull aside to do a separation unto him a time of prayer um and some other things that you can add to prayer. There are three in private that get an open reward and we've determined that god would be our reward it it was we sense such a significant time of transition to a transformation not uh, for our lives personally but also for our family uh, for the church family for our community uh, for um for our nation and for the world and and we likened it to this, I told us, you remember when we were in Texas, the Lord separated us for a season, asked us for a seed of obedience uh that was significant, something that we had never done uh, in that measure together uh we had the same sense that this was a time, and let me give you the overview is that we had uh we we had stopped pastoring in New England, we had moved to Texas, uh, we, were, um, we were going to start a church there, and, and uh, it became evident as we went along that was not the Lord's desire, and, or our desire, and uh, so we had been led by God over the course of a two-year uh, time frame to sow seed, significant seed, that all we knew was that our future was going to be in God's hands. Our future was in the kingdom. It would be for the kingdom. We had no, none of, you know, there are times when God just says, it's the test of trust. He doesn't give you all the details. He doesn't even really give you a road map. He just says, sit a while with me. Trust me. Wait and watch while I work out things for you. And when it's time to go, you'll know. You don't go out on your own. You follow, and you follow through. Now, this was the text, Psalm 61, verses 1 and 2, 14 years ago, the first time uh, in this house. It was when I turned to that... I stepped into that reality of then and now. And so I want to read that to you, same Bible that I had uh, then, the Amplified Bible. It says this, Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed and fainting. Lead me to the rock. It is higher than I. Yes, a rock that is too high for me. Teresa and Kim came in and prayed with us uh, today. And uh, some of these exact same words were prayed out, had no same Holy Spirit. You know, God led us to sow a significant seed. because you reap a harvest of inheritance in your life, um, seed is required. There's a process. Seed, time, and harvest. There's a process. And he led us to, previously, I, because I need to give you the back story uh, to this. Is that we had been led to sow the largest financial obedience of our lives, the largest spiritual obedience, and there's the first forty-day fast that we had a prayer and fasting that we had uh, done uh, completed together. It was also the natural, the largest natural obedience, in that we had um, we had. Uh, Stopped what, what, what we had felt was all of our identity, all of everything that we had known and worked for, and believed for. Uh, that it was stopped and laid on the altar, and um, in stopping ministry in New England, we made a move to Texas, um, and again it was not be the lord's will that we would start a church in texas and then we uh finally in obedience to god made a move back uh here to alabama there are a lot of details in between Uh, no point in going to that you have your own details and your own directions from the lord but Needless to say, our prayer was from a place at the end of the earth. We had come to a place and God will bring you to a place where it's at the end of you. At the end of you. You know, those who step back from this kind of a sacrifice will never be able to step up into the higher path and plan and purpose of God for their life. Stepping back will always be down. Stepping up will always be to the higher. You know, our hearts were overwhelmed. Many times we'll give that a negative uh, connotation, but our hearts were completely overwhelmed by his grace. And his grace gave us the sense of his sovereign right to rule and to reign and to place us. Where it pleased him. For the Bible says that God set some in the church. Not all. Some. Not everybody. Comes to church. Is in the right place. For the right reason. This should not surprise us. For in the pasture there is. And I'll go only this far. There will always be shepherd. There will always be. The watch uh, dogs on the wall, on the perimeters. But there's sheep, there's goats, and then there's wolves. It's all in the pasture, and there's a distinction and a difference in dealing with all of them. But he said some in the church, such as please, please is him, um, and we. We want to please the Lord. That's the life of a true disciple. We no, we no longer live to please ourselves, but we're living to give him pleasure and to give him honor and to give him glory. Oh, we all fall short of that, but the Spirit of God is our helper. Amen. And somehow, some way, in these earthen vessels, little clay pots, styrofoam cups, God pours into us and. He gets the glory because we know that the, glor- the power is from him, it's not from us. And the grace goes with the place. Make sure that you are in the place where there's the grace for your life. Well, you know, this was more than a wishy-washy, self-willed, self-ruled prayer. It was a heart cry. It was a commitment. Lord, whatever your will and whatever your way is, whatever and wherever, we will obey. But you know, there is a process of preparation. For more of God, I must be willing to exchange more of me. It's only at the end of the earth that interesting David would say that, at the end of the earth. And you know, the Bible says the first man, the unborn again, the uh, and even the carnal, sense-ruled man, see, is of the earth. He minds earthly things. He knows only earthly things. He's sense-ruled what I feel, what I see, everything from the outside. That's the first man of the earth. When we come to the end of the earth would be would be translated the end of self-will, self-rule and the natural man that is sense governed we would be emptied of our own good ideas, and we would be pro it's only when we're emptied of our own good ideas that we've been properly prepared for God's ideas. It's quiet in this house, but I'm, I'm glad. You know, uh, what happens in times like uh, this, there's a contentedness and quietness and folks are just feeding. A pastor feeds the sheep. A pastor leads the sheep. And a pastor protects the sheep. When we stood here the last time, I remember the first time I remember saying now, I know you're looking for a pastor. I'm not saying I'm your pastor. As a matter of fact, just a few moments earlier I had told the Holy Spirit, you're the devil, I'm not the pastor of this church. But you know, God knows when we're honest hearted and wrong-headed i wish two or three people would either just just wave to signal that you're actually there hello youtube facebook amen on youtube just you know what do they do send a heart or do a thumbs up or whatever uh sending them keep track of all of that now it's only when we're emptied of our own motives and our own opinions, and our own interpretation of God's person. See, if you don't know his person, you can never understand his purposes. You must, the, the person, you must want God more than you want anything or anyone else. You must embrace the blessor more than you crave the blessing. God, you shall have no other gods before me. We have a lot of Christian idols. The blessed life. Well, the blessed life is so that you can be a blessing to the one who is the blessor and for the one who is the blessor. We won't go down that road because most people don't believe they have idols. But if we have self-will and self-rule in our life, there's an unsubmissiveness towards God, and the Lord said that is an idol. Our own ideas, our own opinions our own interpretation of god's person purposes and plans so i said to the congregation that was gathered here uh, that day 14 years ago i said i know you're looking for a pastor and uh I'm not saying I'm your pastor. I said that by faith. From my perspective, I didn't want to be nobody's pastor. But I wanted to please God. And I said, here's the thing. You know, I know you've had a lot of preachers come through here. I'm not an evangelist. I'm not a prophet. I'm not an apostle. You know, I'm just simply a pastor. And I'm not saying I'm your pastor, but Obviously, if you want a pastor, it's because you need a pastor. Because there is a protection and a provision that comes. You know, uh, pastors don't blow in, blow up, and blow out. They stay. They live with a people. Are you listening? All the storms, all the stuff, you know, people, uh, people come and go. Uh, here, you know. Uh, that does not move me one way or the other. Now, I'd prefer that people come and stay, but my assignment is I'm staying right here. This is the only option. I accepted a responsibility. And the only resp- the only thing I can control is that I come here every Sunday. I obey God. I give to God what... Uh, is asked of me we do our very best to uh, give him more than he requires because he deserves more than just the minimum but the only nickel or nose that i can control is mine i can't even control miss sandy been trying for almost 45 years well actually 45 i guess we're in the 46th year maybe this will be the year All the men say there's always hope. (laughs) Make a plan, man. We'll see how you stand at the end of that one. No, I told folks, and I said, Now listen, what you do need is the anointing of God. You need the anointed one and his anointing. He is the great shepherd. His sheep know his voice. His rod and his staff are comfort to us. He leads us. He guides us. He cares for us. He sets wonderful, lush pastures and table before us and fills us to overflowing. Even though we go through shadowy, dark, death-threatening times, we don't have to fear evil because there's a shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep. Hallelujah. And surely his goodness and mercy chase me down while I'm following after him every day of my life. Hallelujah. No, you know been in this long enough, uh, even at that time, 14 years ago, and we're we're nowhere remotely near where we started from. Well, Pastor, how do you know that? You look around, I, I don't see a lot of faces. There's only one face I'm concerned with. It's the face of God. And oh, how I know him now. Much more than I knew him then, and that is reward enough and When I stand before him, he knows me because I've sought only to know him and to make him known, and when I stand before him, I'm going to stand and answer, "Did you try to make me known to other people yes, sir out of what out of you wanting to know me absolutely perfectly no no mm-. But with a pure heart, absolutely. Absolutely. No wonder David said, you know, these are dangerous prayers. He said, Lord, search me. If you find anything in me that's not pleasing to you, God, help me. God, cleanse me. God, work a work in me. God, purify me. God, refine me and define me over and over again until, until like pure gold, that there's just the reflection of you. Amen. You know, the prideful, the presumptuous cannot pray a prayer like that. They have to pray God, cover me, be with me. Let them see me. No, let them see Jesus. Not only do we come, maturity understands this, not only do we come to the cross of Jesus for ourselves, but we take up our own cross and we follow him. In living a life, the Bible says, let this same attitude be in you, a life of humility, a life of obedience, even to the death of the cross, and a life of service to God and to others. You know, we cannot have the kingdom. I heard the Lord specifically say this to me. He said, tell them, you cannot have the kingdom. You can mouth the words, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Clanging cymbals. Cannot have the kingdom without the king. Without his kingship in your life. You've not been authorized to direct his ability and authority in the earth if you're not under the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's a heart thing before it's a life thing. I said it's a heart thing before it's a life thing. <clears throat> so here's David. Here we were 14 years ago. Here we are again. Amen. Amen. 14 years done, we've been delivered from things that we were not aware of at the time that they were deceptions. They were just little shiny things. (coughs) Don't look at me so strange now. Been delivered from distractions, more little shiny things. Well, if I only had this, or if things were that way, if they would this, or she wouldn't that, or he did so and so, oh, I could be happy. (laughs) Shiny things. Oh, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. T'was grace that led me safe thus far, and God's good grace will lead me home. Lead me on. Amen. Amen. Many dangers, destructions. Hasn't the Lord kept you? Oh, Sugar, if, if, if only you had this year to look at. You don't, but if only you had this year to look at, you ought to be singing that old country song, Devil, how do you like me now? See, I'm still where he put me. I'm still believe you didn't get my faith you're not going to get my trust in God the bedrock of my life is Jesus is the king and I am subject to him and I will stay right here until he say move but when he move you better move you better watch out devil because you're the one that's going to be displaced and disgraced not me come on now you ought to high five somebody next to you and say look at you now and now is what really matters, doesn't it? It's not what was, it's what, or what is, it's what's about to be. Because the seed determines the harvest. See, you won't miss, you won't miss the uh, uh, the, seed, the seed immediately. The deception is, is don't obey God right now. Get it over into someday. But see, if you sow disobedience today, you'll be way off course when your someday comes. Are you listening? That's a deception, and it's a danger. It's a destruction. There is a way that seems right to God. So, you know, uh, we won't withhold from God the obedience that he requires. People that understand friendship with God, you know, look at Abraham, who was called the friend of God, and God began before he blessed him. He said, because you have not withheld from me. Son, I'm not going to withhold anything from you. You did not withhold your highest and best for me, so I'm not going to withhold my highest and best for you. I understand that this is a cross-grain of contemporary Christianity where the grace is greasy, but remember, where there's greasy grace, it's a slippery slope. Something is required more than you know to follow Jesus to have a little more of God's going to cost you a little more of you praise the lord everybody see david said i <clears throat> he said lead me to the rock that is higher than i lead me U- until we come to the end of uh ruling our own life and and uh Being led by circumstance and situation. And, you know, until the pressure comes, you don't really know what's in the pot, do we? We think we're absolutely pure, but until the fires come and the dross comes up to the top, we don't know we got that, I'll quit. Well, if this is how it is, I'll just do something else. Oh, and up pops this stuff. You know, I... I'm better than this. I don't deserve this. Well, what did Jesus deserve? He didn't deserve any of that, but he was looking at you. First he was looking at God, and then he was looking at you. And you and I were in the middle, and you were the prize. Still are. It's not just about you. I'm, I'm not going to follow folks where it's just about them. Well, I think, I feel, I, you know, you hurt my feelings. You offended me. Welcome to the kingdom. Amen. I think we ought to do it this way or that way. That's good. It doesn't matter what you think or even what I think. I spent three years with the Lord emptying me of what I think. How did he do that? Well, I had a man didn't care what you thought. Amen. I found out that right quick. That'd get you fired. Well, you just became a yes man. I am a yes and a man man for Jesus. I learned that, you know, the Lord said, do you learn this lesson? It took three years, but it's like, yes, sir. You know, when we started, it was right before we started pastoring. And when we started pastoring, uh, I'd go to the Lord and with my opinion and with my options. And with my interpretations, he said, you know, I'm not looking for that. It's my church. You just say, yes, sir. You're going to do in representing me what I call you to do. That's it. You don't get to say that. You don't get to tell them off. You don't get to, anyhow, moving right along. (laughs) And you have just stand there and, you know, sometimes just grin and, Amen. Say bless you. The Lord, we wish you well. The Lord will help you. But time will tell. I really believe that there is someone higher. I believe there is someone higher who has something higher for my and your life than the me, myself, and I circle that the devil would have us to live in. I believe that rock is Jesus. I've embraced that He is the cornerstone. And on the flip side of that, He is the stumbling stone. On one side, He is the rock of offense. He is the rock of offense. Whenever there's offense, are they stumbling over your flesh or over God's spirit? Because Jesus is a rock of offense. But for those of us who have chosen him to be the measure for our life, he is the cornerstone. He's the measure from which all that we are, all that we do, and all that we have is measured by Jesus. Our measure comes from you. Let me ask you where you are today. I know exactly where I am. I thank God for the Holy Spirit calling to my remembrance because I asked Pastor Sandy this morning. I said, do you know what day it is? And the Lord checked me because I was going to share that. I just, you know, you know you, it, it's, fun to, it's fun to work with God. And, that, and I said to Pastor Sandy, I said, do you know what day it is? And so she was in there getting ready. I said, come on out here. And uh, she stopped right by the counter. I wanted so bad to say, do you know? And uh, he said, no, no, don't, don't say that. Not yet, I want, I want to say that here and now, amen. Well, I didn't realize, and I know you didn't realize it, but the Holy Spirit, there are, are appointed times in life, amen. The last Sunday of September was actually the first Sunday For us in this wonderful place and grace that God has for us. And it's the first Sunday of our 15th year here of rest and restoration and healing. Amen. In the redemption and sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you don't get all of the pieces of the puzzle, do you? But sometimes it's good when something clicks into place, and boy, you can at least see part of it in a greater way than you ever did before. That's the benefit of belonging to a church is because, you know, in church we've been authorized to hand out the pieces. It's the Holy Spirit handing out the pieces out there on your own. Oh, my, 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 my. It's hard to try to figure out how to do it all by yourself. How to put it together and keep it together and make it on your own. Amen. But there is a wonderful good news there's a process. Where you give up your own and you are able to enter. Where you give up your own works and you're able to enter into the works that God has. And that's what you were created for. I want to give you an opportunity. Pastor Ron is going to come today. If this Jesus would be your measure, and you're not to to realize this uh, in life. Whether for the first time. Maybe it's taken a long time to get you to where... to where you are today, where you could see some of these things. You know, shepherds are especially appointed and anointed to feed you with knowledge and understanding. And I pray that you would know Him that you would understand Him. Not just see His acts and miracles, but that you would understand and know His ways, and especially His way for you, because there are people for your life. Well, we've lived to a time where, where there'll be some faces and places that we'll never be, we'll never know them. We may never see them physically in this life, but God has made a way for them to hear himself and to see him and I believe heaven will be richer for it and it doesn't make sense for a man to pitch his tent in the middle of the wilderness and a few oak trees and some wells, the oak trees of Mamre and the, those wells which was the leftovers the second choice because see lots always leave They don't understand their blessing. They allow strife to separate them. Think about this now. That they're only blessed by way of association. They follow a path that seems right, but it winds up in perversion. Deliver you once, deliver you twice, but the third time you're on your own. Those are hard things to understand. Aren't they? We must understand that all is from you and all is for you. And it doesn't make sense maybe sometimes to be in this little small place where it seemed like naturally. At the end of Abraham's days, the only thing he owned was a field that had a cave for a grave. That was it. But God had promised, I'm going to cover the earth with my glory. I'm going to bless you and you are going to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Abram, you cannot understand or or know right now, but I want you to have a vision that's greater than yourself. I want you to see what I can do. Look at the stars. Look at the sand on the seashore. You can't see the future, but Abram, I've got a future that they're going to call you Father Abraham. You're going to be known as the friend of God. You're going to be known as the one who began it all, the one who would not withhold what I required, and the one who opened the door that I could, that I would not withhold all that is required and will be required for the redemption of all of mankind. For in blessing Him, I'm going to bless you, and you will be a blessing. The promise is to the seed of Jesus, but you're in that, included in that. I wonder today, are you in Jesus? Well, I. My grandmama believed. Do you believe? Mama, and daddy, and them. Do you? Are you? I go to church every once in a while. It's not going to church, it's being in the church not physically in a building but in in included in the family of god and the only way to get there is to accept what jesus has done and to live out of what jesus has done to understand that it's all from god this thing called salvation it's all that he did for you not what you'll do for him now we should do something for him because of what he's done for us but even those good works are His workmanship. They are from Him and they should be for Him. It's amazing what God will do when we give up our right to the glory. and We feel like that we need to get the credit. I'm a little leery of people that talk about, Wow, I'm so amazed at how God would use me to do this. Just give the glory to God. Keep yourself out of it. Amen. Beat your chest and say, God have mercy on me. And if you can do anything with this life, let them see you. Let it be for you. Let it be from you and let it be for you. That way when the wind blows and the storms come and people come, people go it's all right. you know and understand it's for him it's for him and it's for him it's for them indirectly but it's for him hallelujah I want to ask you to choose Jesus today his will and his way and that's what it means to choose Jesus he's more than an insurance policy to keep you out of hell though I recommend get an insurance policy to keep you out of hell Hallelujah! I recommend that. But oh, this whole life policy of Jesus is not just term insurance that's got you covered and for accidental death and all that kind of stuff. See, get a whole life policy. Get one where your whole life is covered by God. Your whole life is hidden in Christ in God, and you're looking for the glorious appearance. Give Him your whole life. Oh, the payoff of those dividends is far-reaching. For For you know, uh, for you, heaven will be your home. But for those that you leave behind, to a thousand generations, they'll live in the benefits of your prayers that were prayed, your alms and offerings that were giving. And when God gets ready to do something in the earth, and I'm telling you, God is doing something in the earth. My, listen, I hear His calling voice. I sense the Lord said, "You use my shepherd. You use the shepherd's voice." My sheep know my voice. I'm calling you to God. I'm going to call you out of the places where the storms have caused you to stray away. Call you up into the higher place, the higher life, the higher things that God has for you than just you and yourself and no more. Call you up out of survival and call you into the thriving because God has made room for you. There's room for you. Oh, there's more than enough for you. I call you to Jesus today. Come to Jesus. For the first time or for this time, come, come, come to Jesus. Come understanding that you're giving up your will and your way for his will and his will. Come understanding. that If you'll bring him all of you, he'll give you all of you. All of himself. Let's pray this simple prayer with each other. It's not the words. The words are important. Yes, they matter. But in your heart of hearts. In your deepest place. From the ends of the earth. If you come to the end of you. And you're ready for a new beginning with Him. You're in the right place today under the sound of the shepherd's voice. Let's cry out to Him, Jesus. Be the rock. Be the rock of ages. Be the cornerstone. Be the foundation stone the rock that is higher than I, my refuge, my safe place, my provider, my protector, my master, my king, Jesus be Lord of my life. I believe and I receive you, Master. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, please don't hesitate to let us know. Contact us here uh, by social media. You can call on the telephone. We'd love to help you with your first steps of this wonderful journey of adventure with God. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. You're so blessed, so you be at rest. Until the next time.